0: Hey, this is Vince Morris, and you are listening to P.F.'s Tape Recorder, okay? Not an 8-track, not a Walkman, no, 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 just a straight tape recorder. Why? Because he's old-school like that, and that's why we love him.
1: Hello there, I'm P.F., this is my tape recorder. Coming up, comedian Adam Ray developed a talent for mimicry at an early age.
0: I could impersonate her voice really well. So I would call him, ask him to, like, you know, sit by me at lunch, or brush my hair with your hand. And, and God, he would do it. And uh, it was, I mean, the lunch was never more entertaining.
1: We'll hear more from Adam in just a few minutes. People are asking questions about Obamacare and not asking questions about Obamacare. But first, as always, fake news. And now, fake news with me. After tumultuous several days in which a highly publicized campus news article alleged widespread race discrimination in the University of Alabama's pledging process, school president Judy Bonner on Friday issued a video statement in which she said diversity is increasing in the school's pan world. And as Gary Goldman would say, now go look that up. Uh, 72 bids offers to allow a person to pledge a fraternity or sorority have been offered by the mostly white sororities on the Tuscaloosa campus in the last week, Bonner said. Of those, 11 went to black women and three to women representing other minority groups. Bonner said four black women accepted and two women representing the other minority groups accepted. No, this is not. This is the week that was from 1962. A businessman scheming to get his profit-minded hands on dozens of new iPhones allegedly recruited about 100 homeless people from Skid Row in Los Angeles to wait in line overnight at the Pasadena Apple Store, but many were left unpaid and stranded after his plan was exposed, local media reported Friday. He just should have bought the phones off of the people with food stamps who have the iPhone, because, you know, according to an internet meme, they all do. Starbucks on Wednesday asked gun owners to stop bringing their weapons into its cafes, thrusting the coffee giant deeper into a national debate over firearms that has proven vexing for retailers and other businesses. The request, made in an open letter from Chief Executive Howard Schultz, was a response to intensifying pressure on the company for allowing customers to openly carry weapons in states that permit it. Gun control advocates criticized the company for its laissez-faire stance, while gun rights activists had lauded its position. With the new request, gun owners wondered how they would possibly be able to get their lattes with an extra shot. German voters seem a lot more interested in things like potholes and a lack of noise ordinances than the European financial crisis or what to do about Syria, which is one reason why polls indicate that Angela Merkel's alliance should cruise to victory Sunday in elections in that country. It's ironic because polls haven't really trusted Germans since 1939. Norwegian scientists made an interesting discovery on a rocky island in the North Sea. The newly analyzed site is one of a very few Viking burial sites that include a slave who was buried along with his master, apparently, says the University of Oslo's Elise Newman, a Ph.D. student in archaeology, who led the research. These are people who had values very different from our own, says Newman, whose study was published online in the Journal of Archaeology and Science last week. There were probably a very few people who were the most privileged, and many people who suffered. (laughs) My, how times have changed. And that's been Fake News with me
2: attention all geeks and nerds tell me have you heard of the best podcast hands down surfing aliens is the best around surfing aliens about web series surfing aliens is sure to please They have creators to interview to find out something new about your favorite indie series. A new creator each week. A podcast for every geek. You might fall in love with a podcast of high-quality indie series. Surfing Surfing Aliens. Surfing Aliens. Surfing Aliens. Surfing Aliens, the creators of web series and why they tell their stories, the Surfing Aliens Podcast. For the
1: podcast and so much more, come visit us at surfingaliens.com. Finalizing the dumb bit on Friday, and this happened.
2: A vote was just taken on a continuing resolution bill which keeps the government operating past October 1st, good, and then also defunds Obamacare.
1: Now, there have been all kinds of Obamacare stories in the news throughout the past couple of days. Uh, One that popped up here on Facebook comes courtesy of the uh, Ben Swan website, uh, Truth in Media, And, of course, Ben Swan, no stranger to this program. Uh, We played a little bit of his interview last week with the uh, Ghetto Tracker founder, that lovely gentleman. And anyway, uh, Ben Swan's whole thing is that he, he just, he's just asking questions. This is the guy that, uh, that w- after the uh, school shooting in Connecticut, just asking questions. Hey, we're not buying what the, what the police and what the facts are. We're, uh, was there another shooter? Was uh, was someone else involved? And same thing with the tragedy at the Colorado Theater. Hey, just asking questions. It might have been another shooter. Can we just ask that question? Well, you can ask that, sure. But when you're angling to get a certain answer, I'm a little bit suspicious. So the guy that's just asking questions, oddly isn't asking many questions about this Uh, one of his writers a Michael Lotfi writes about the Cleveland Clinic cutting 300 million dollars and laying off folks citing Obamacare now for what it's worth, The Atlantic debunked this hours later. What is actually happening at the Cleveland Clinic was going to happen anyway. Obamacare, the way it's designed, is just going to make this happen faster. It has to do a lot with uh, you know what the government's going to pay for and what e- efficiencies can be put in place and things like that. So, okay, so, so Exhibit A. Mr. Lotfi also uh, cites the goings-on at uh, UPS and other employers. Uh, He says here, UPS recently dropped thousands from their benefits package, which made headlines around the country. Yes, it did. UPS dropping thousands from – but who were they dropping?
2: UPS is ending health insurance benefits for employees' spouses who can get coverage elsewhere.
1: Oh, so UPS is doing what other employers have been doing long before Obamacare came along in the face of rising health care costs and asking that employers I've been asked this my wife has been asked this at her job is that if uh they can only only cover one person and then one of them will take on if you have a family. So my wife's employer for example as her and the kids, and then I have my own at my work, and this has been done, you know, because health care costs are rising, and this was done long before Obamacare in both cases. And I'm sure Mr. Latvey has that in here somewhere. Oh, they like how they said Obamacare is a case of- oh, no. <laughs> no, he doesn't. So as I'm researching more stuff for, this, uh, for the dumb bit here, I discovered that uh, Home Depot, now the latest to join the ranks, they're going to uh, send their part-time employees to the healthcare exchanges created by Obamacare. And you're thinking, wow, this Obamacare might not be a good idea after all, because this is really hurting uh, UPS and Home Depot. In fact, here's the kind of shape UPS is in. International package delivery firm UPS has reported strong quarterly figures off the back of worldwide shipping growth. Operating profit was up 62% on last year to $1.5 billion for the third quarter of 2010. And you're saying, well, yes, but that was 2010. That's actually a couple of years ago. But I would point out that their profit was, what was that again, ma'am?
2: $1.5 billion.
1: Okay, okay, just for fun, let's find out what their uh, situation is currently.
2: In about 15 minutes, UPS is expected to post a sharply higher profit for the fourth quarter on
1: holiday shopping and growth in e-commerce. Okay, so they have a profit of
0: $1.5 billion.
1: And all of a sudden, providing your spouse with health care is going to drive them out of business. Now, their uh, profits actually have been down. Although they're still making a lot of money, apparently people are using cheaper uh, ways of sending things, and maybe you know not sending things at all, maybe doing different things with packages. I don't know, but uh, I, I'm not worried about the kids at UPS. Uh, what's happening with the folks over at Home Depot?
2: Home Depot posting a better-than-expected profit and raising its guidance for the year. Now I'm no
1: big Wall Street banker, but I think that means that Home Depot is doing okay. They're going to make more money than they thought they were going to make. Now, you should also understand that uh, Arthur Blank, the uh, founder of Home Depot and his partner, are, are among the richest men in the world. They're like in the top 400 in the entire planet. Of wealthy people. Now, it should be noted that these guys are self-made. They didn't inherit it. They built this from the ground up. They started this business together. Uh, did all the things they needed to do. Uh, they were they weren't rich when they started, and they're rich now. And that's that's fine. That's great. They should have a lot of money. You know, they should be among the wealthiest people on the planet. No problem. But you shouldn't be dicks either. Okay. And also, to be fair, my last visit to Home Depot was actually a good one, seriously. Uh, I know over the years, people always complain, there's nobody to help you there. Well, I went on a weekday, and there were a lot of people to help me, and I got helped, and I got helped quickly and knowledgeably. So, good for Home Depot. Uh, why are you going to make these people, uh, when they're sick, uh, you know, uh, not be able to go to the doctor? Why are going to send them over to the health care exchanges, which, you know, may or may not cost them more money, but it, it just seems silly that if you already have the system in place that you would kind of like angle this thing so you could kind of boost your profits and just kind of make it look like it's for another reason. Back to Ben Swan and Truth in Media.
2: There's a good reason to question this whole narrative because there's been no evidence so far, no evidence provided by police other than what they've told us, that there is only one shooter here.
1: That is from Mr. Swan's Full Disclosure series, which he used to do before he founded the Truth in Media project, and he's questioning the shootings in Colorado and in Connecticut uh, and at the Sikh temple there in Wisconsin. And he's just saying, hey, look, you know, we're just asking questions, you know? We we don't have the the evidence yet, so, you know, there's reason to speculate. So here's my question to Ben and to Mr. Lofty. When companies are running this bullshit, Buy you that oh oh we've uh, this is gonna run us out of business could you, you, you just ask them ask them the simple question to say hey, could you break this down for us and really show us i mean that that's what this truth in media stuff sounds like a bunch of jive to me okay i mean I, i'm hey look i'm just asking questions that's all Adam Ray is a stand-up comedian, actor, podcaster from Washington State originally, not New York City as some people sometimes guess. Here is our interview with Adam Ray. Okay, joining us on PF Tape Recorder, it's Adam Ray. Adam, how you doing?
0: Fantastic. I'm outside of the Boston market, uh, so, uh, you know, life is pretty good.
1: Walking the street. I think they, those were left. Actually, you're walking the streets of Chicago. I understand.
0: Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. I guess I should have specified. I'm not just at any Boston market. I'm at the Boston market in Old Town Chicago uh, near Zane's. One the uh, oh, okay, yeah. Comedy, the comedy Club met this weekend. Yeah.
1: All right. Cool. All right, man. Well, um, as people may know, people have seen you all over the TV and the internets. Uh, the sitcoms, Craig Ferguson, and the, the Funny or Die. and uh, So let's let's do this uh, Marin style. We'll walk it backwards. Um, you grew up in sure. Washington State, right? I grew up in where? Penn State? Washington State.
0: Washington State, yeah. yeah I was like, where are we going with this? Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah no, uh, Washington State. I grew up in... Uh, about twenty minutes north of Seattle in a small town called Lake Forest Park, and uh, you know, was a pretty like normal, uh, normal childhood. I mean, you know, I was a fat kid growing up. I think that's where like a lot of my comedy came from because I would get, uh, you know, I was I was known as like being the the, the little chub who uh, you know wore sweatpants to dinner and and you know sweat when he rose his hand to answer a math question. So I was like, all right, I'm gonna start trying to make people laugh, and and then uh, and then. uh, just by, I just by, I don't know. I just kind of instinctively, it just like I started impersonating like friends and teachers, and people started to kind of respond to that. And I was like, oh, the more I do that, the more I'm seen as like the funny kid and not the fat kid. And and, uh, and then eventually, you uh, you know, you just grow up and your your body fills out, and your mom's like, you know, you can't wear a uh, hammer pants to your bar mitzvah. And I was <laughs> like, all right, I should probably lose some weight so I can wear a suit. Um. And yeah, man. And then uh. I went down to, I uh, started in high school, started making a lot of, uh, you know, videos with my friends, and like, actually, like, middle school, uh, basically, instead of, you know, instead of getting fucked up on the weekend, like, uh, like uh, you know, some uh, youngsters would do, we'd, we'd just make home movies and try to entertain ourselves. I got to high school, and I, a buddy of mine and I took over the uh, high school news program that they had, and kind of turned it into a sketch show that just kind of scrolled the announcements at the end. and Yeah. They play that in front of uh, all the school uh, every Friday for about 15 minutes. It started out being five minutes, by the end it was 15 minutes, and some of the teachers wouldn't even play because they were like, this is <laughs> ridiculous. Like, we're taking up 15 minutes of class. These <laughs> assholes can just, like, you know, try to <laughs> try to make their friends laugh. That's funny. Um,
1: so, what, growing up, though, what was kind of your comedy background as far as inspiration goes? Was it stand-up? Was it Saturday Night Live? What kind of... No, what yeah, I mean, it's a little
0: bit of... I mean, my dad showed me uh, some John Belushi stuff pretty early on, and I think, that might have been, that and like, you know, Nickelodeon stuff, like shows like you can't do that on television. Okay. I remember watching being like, my mom wouldn't let me watch it. And
1: I really? would um, watch
0: it and not believe, really, no. What's that? Why not? Why not? I I don't know. I think it was, well, it was on later. Uh, and I think past my bedtime. Oh, and okay. um, uh, I want to say it was on at like eight or nine or, or 10 even. Because if it was on at like oh, six, okay. then yeah. I guess I was going to bed at four. And that sucks. Uh but uh, yeah, it was just like that. And, and Living Color was maybe the first thing that really, oh, there you go, struck a chord. Yeah, um, that's that has always kind of been my biggest influence because that that just to me kind of blew my mind as far as like how uh, how uh, real these these people were making characters seem that, that that I I, I kind of knew they were like you know just I don't know I I thought they were all real people that everybody was doing but then they do multiple characters and right. so then you kind of figure out all right these are actors but. Um, it just looks like so much fun, I guess, really, at, at the core of it, what what I saw them doing. And and it was like, I want to do that somehow. Um, and so then, we... you know, I did plays in high school. When I, was a, I was a jock. jocks. So I did all the sports and actually quit football to play Danny Zuko in Greece my sophomore year of high school. Oh, wow. Cool. And that didn't, uh, that didn't you know, please my coach too well. Uh, yeah. But, uh, you know, that was kind of the thing that got me thinking that I wanted to make a professional after I did that play and, and, uh, and then, yeah, and then comedy just kind of, you know, you always kind of have that in you. And I think wanting to make people laugh since doing that early on. And, you know, the first, uh, kind of, I think the first kind of thing I, I got that made me really, um, think that I had something to this is I, I would impersonate. There was when I was a, you know, fat kid, like the fourth grade, there was a, a girl that moved to our area and was like the, the new, you know, girl that everybody, uh, had eyes for. Sure. Uh, that sound like a dad from the sixties. And she, <laughs> uh, she, uh, w- everybody, you know, wanted to, uh, you know, sit with her and Go study with her. And, you know, I don't know, <laughs> try, try, yeah, of course, yeah, <laughs> you know, just, you know take, her no- take her non-bra off, and, uh, and she, uh, wasn't into it. She liked my buddy who was, like, skinny athletic, so I could impersonate her voice really well, so I would call him <laughs> and talk to her as him, uh, as yeah. her, and, uh. Yeah. He asked her, you know, just for like, you know, 10, 15, 20 minutes at a time and oh at gosh. night, and then, you know, ask him to, like, you yeah, know, sit by me at lunch tomorrow and, like, <laughs> you know, brush my hair with your hand and shit like that. And, <laughs> and uh, and God, he would do it. And I uh, just, you know, at that, oh, you know, what was it, nine and ten? And I was just giggling my ass. So I'd tell one other buddy, and so him and I would kind of watch it lunch. It was, I mean, the lunch was never more entertaining. And, uh, and then finally I told him it was me, and, and uh, I'll never forget his face. I mean, he just, like, it was like that same kind of look you you make when like you found out that Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen was played by you know two people or yeah. you know that Michelle in Full House was like two. You were like oh, what what like he just <laughs> like that wasn't you and then I started doing <laughs> the voice. I was like how do you not know it was me, man? I was like double fisting pop tarts as I was talking to you. <laughs> like you know that's one of my my my, my signs. That's funny. Uh, but uh, but yeah, man. And then you know all through high school and then I started doing stand up to. Kind of fill the time after I graduated acting school because you know you graduate with a theater degree. And,
1: so wait, when did you start stand up? Like, did you did yeah. you stand up while you were doing acting school at USC, or did it after? And you would say no, I did like spring.
0: a couple of frat parties, and then uh, and then nothing really because I I, just, I needed to uh, I needed to kind of focus. The, the, the acting school was so demanding; I had to really uh, you know keep all my attention in, in that spot. And I also just went to a college, and you know? I was in a fraternity, and I, I wasn't able to. Participate in a the ton there because of all the uh, you know the play rehearsal schedules and all that shit. But uh, you know at the time I did have it, I wanted to be able to you know enjoy uh, these experiences. I knew I probably wasn't going to do post college, and um, so I do a couple of frat parties here and there, but never left to go do the clubs until I graduated, and then um, and then I didn't really you know hit it hard until 2007. Uh, once okay. my girlfriend and I at the time broke up, I was like I, I got no reason to not treat this like my new you know relationship. And, uh, and and that's what it takes for stand up. You know, you just, everyone, the people that start out—I mean, I went through it too. It's just—it's it, really uh, intimidating because you, you 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 get to a point where you figure out what it requires to really make a uh, some progress. And, uh, and a lot of people want to get good quick and don't uh, have the patience to really put in the, the time. And and they have, you know, other things like a relationship or a job that keeps them from doing that, or a, a schedule of life that just is not conducive to. To being up every night and and working on it and hanging out at clubs and, and uh once i was able to do that and enjoy it the process too it's like you just got to be patient There's a lot of young comics want to be so good so quick especially in l.a where you're around so many good people that are doing well and you get on shows with them every now and then three years in you can trick yourself to being like oh man i was on a show with dave cook so that means i'm as good as he is
1: you know um but you um, also so, uh, had success as an actor at the yeah. same time, though, right? I mean, you've, you've been on uh, a lot of guest shots. Um, you, yeah, well yeah I done, done a
0: handful of TV, you know, Two Broke Girls and Workaholics, and according to Jim was my first uh, job, and, uh, you know, a couple of adult swim shows. And, um, and yeah, I mean, I mean it's, it, all that stuff, I did mean, all the video stuff that I, that I started doing. That really, really prepares you. Uh, you know, I, I started doing my web stuff to kind of, again, you fill my time when I wasn't auditioning and you know I would write and produce and direct all my shorts and and you know that just gave me a lot of experience in that world to it's a funny and, you know stuff, again by the you way. Was, you know, I was on a set a lot so we you know we always the production quality was yeah was, you know decent enough to make you feel like you know we take it seriously so as much fun as we're having but all that stuff prepared me for uh for you know my first tv job just to at least feel comfortable and uh in that you know in that setting more or less but um you know everything you do leads to the next thing and it's just like you gotta you gotta just do as much as possible so that you know you want i mean that's why we stand up. it's like i've been doing it every night two three times a night for the last seven years and and now that i'm getting a chance to you know headline all over the country and uh you know um thanks to the, the success of the, of the heat like that's what you need these clubs want something legitimate for them to to you know promote you with and uh to be a draw and and um, I'm just fortunate enough that the movie did so well that a lot of clubs wanted to let me come in for a weekend, and so you know filled up through about November. And uh, and then you know got to book that next job. It just doesn't stop. The movie is yeah. great, but you know I've got to get that next thing and keep the train moving, so I don't have to go back to uh, working at Universal Studios.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're talking about that on uh, Ferguson, who, by the way, is right. You do have a very New York air about you, even though you have probably spent most of your uh, life. Yeah. On the people West Coast. tell me that, man. I
0: don't. I don't know where. Um, I don't know if somebody like put a stack of a Bronx Tale DVDs on, under my pillow one night and maybe I just fucking <laughs> slept into that era. I, I, yeah. I, yeah, I really don't know. I mean, I, I, uh, yeah, I never made a conscious effort to, uh, sound, uh, you know, shit. And I didn't even realize until a lot of people started telling me that. And i go in auditions like, "What part of New York are you from?" <laughs> That's why I was just like, "Oh, Brooklyn, man!" <laughs> fucking have to go down to Balducci's meatball shop on Twenty Eighth and fucking. <laughs> You know, 28th and, hey, fuck you. And they're like, oh, is that a shop? And then I was like, yeah, hey, fuck, and you gotta go. And I wow. said, Sal. tell me, you know, tell him Adam sent you. I don't know, so, Yeah, so.
1: That's funny. But, so, you
0: know, it definitely, there's, there's you know, I go, it, it, it helps, I guess, when I go in for <laughs> New York and New Jersey parts, I can really.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, so when you're doing your web, how often do you do the web stuff? Because you, you have a nice catalog of it on your website.
0: Yeah, I mean, I've got. There was a time when I was going uh, hard with that stuff and doing maybe uh, a couple of weeks or one every week. But you know, the uh, the more I started traveling and auditions, and my own podcast started picking up. Uh, the About Last Night podcast with Brad Williams, which you can find on iTunes.
1: We will, there. we will link to it.
0: Uh, thank you, man. Uh, oh, I do. Well, it's podcast dot com. You can go to the site, okay? You can just get everything on there. Um, we. Uh, yeah, We're climbing the charts on iTunes, man. We got uh, you know, Paul Fee, who directed The Heat, did it
1: uh,
0: oh, cool about a month ago. We said Jane Cook and Whitney Cummings, and uh, Bud Friedman, the, the uh, you know, founder of all the improv. yeah. Uh, Taryn Killam, uh, from SNL, who uh, was uh, in the movie with me in The Heat, and he just did it. And uh, that's a pretty cool guest lined up, but uh, but anyway, yeah, it's uh, you know, all that stuff, um, is uh, it just, you know, it, 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 you, I, mean, I had time to consume with that, and so I didn't have as much time to dive always into the video stuff, because it takes a lot of time. It's really, you know, there's oh, yeah. a couple I'm going to try to shoot when I get back in, in town, but, uh, you know, it's working on my schedules and you know, the active schedules, and my guy who shoots and edits my stuff, and he's always working, so. Yeah. But, you know, it, it's nice. I, even, I'll I'll never stop doing that stuff just because it's, like, it's another... It's the reason Will fail started funny or die. It's, like, it's it's an outlet for other ideas you have that maybe you, you're not going to do on TV or yeah. can't get into a movie,
1: you know? So, um, it, um, as far as the impressions go and things, when you're talking about uh, in Living Color, I'm kind of curious to you know since you're kind of in that, in that vein. Are you more of a, uh, an impression person or a character person? Am I more of a what? A character person or an impression person?
0: Um, that's a good question. You know, I think... Uh, I mean, I started off being definitely more impressions, um, but uh, you know, I think I I uh, I always you know I, I impressions definitely is what started off like mimicking teachers and friends and anybody who uh, you know your standard Sean Connery, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Kermit the Frog, that shit. But yeah. then um, you know uh, characters are really what um, got me. I think more into comedy, like just you know the uh, how much more exciting is to like create you know a, a somebody from scratch and a whole persona and and backstory and and uh and voice and like that's that's something that's really kind of cool to me is to really and to have it like resonate with people and know that it came from you and it wasn't you know it wasn't somebody that already existed um and so uh so, yeah i have to say like that i mean like that's what i would you know if you ask me if i would rather do a really good impersonation of somebody or create an awesome character it would definitely be the latter um and you know i, I always pull from a lot of my characters from, from people i've you know you, you base base it always off people that you know or been been in your life and there's always certain attributes or characteristics that that you just uh that strike a chord enough to where you're when you're like all right i want to I create this you know you start with some base of like i'm you know i'm gonna do this dad type character or i'm gonna you know and what kind of dads have i met over the years that, that really kind of made me laugh or what were the things about them that were out of the ordinary, or, or you know, I always like characters with flaws, you know, I think that's the most likable, like, even guys that are kind of assholes, likable asshole characters to me are, are really fun, because they, you know, you can be a dick, but you can be, you're, you're enough of a, um, not totally self-aware of how, uh, maybe how, you know, insecure you are, and so, uh, but the audience can tell, and I think what well, you can Convey that, and you can get away with a lot more, and, and um, and still be still be likable.
1: Um, so, do you do a lot of character and, stuff and impressions on stage in your stand-up? Yeah, yeah.
0: I mean, I do a lot of act-outs, and that's just from my acting background. But I, you know, in a lot of my stories, I and that's how I got into it. I would tell stories that were very, you know, that included other people that I would just act out, um, you know, innately, and, and then and then I just uh, the more I did it, I was like, oh yeah, I, I need to becoming an essential part of my act is all these act outs and and, uh and yeah they uh they uh it's fun to do them you know and people uh it's just it's a way for me also to flex a little bit of my acting chops oh that's cool doing that yeah in in my act but you know i do some impressions but a little more you know the people that uh that are involved in the story you know
1: so, anything you haven't done yet that you want to conquer? I mean, you've got the you know web videos. You've done you know a lot of uh, acting, and so and then stand up, of course. Is there anything that uh, any you want to try that you haven't really tried uh, through all this? Oh, you know,
0: um, God, maybe. Uh, I mean, not more TV and movies, really. At this point, man, it's uh, you know I and I don't think you, I don't feel like you ever really conquer. This stuff, I mean, you definitely, like, I've definitely gotten a lot more confident and, uh, confident and, um, you know, uh, honing in on my point of view for stand up, which, which helps every aspect of, uh, of your comedy and then, you know, it bleeds into your acting and stuff too. The more you get a sharper kind of point of view of who you are, but, uh, you know, the podcast is, is kicking more and I think that just comes from, you know, we've been doing it for over a year, so it's like anything, like, her. You know, our flow with that has gotten stronger and, you know, I, uh, more uh, natural, like, give and take between my co-host and I and with our guests. And, and uh, so, I mean, everything is just, a, the, the grind never stops, you know. That's the thing that I've, I've learned is you never get to a point where you're like, okay, cool. Now I'm like, now I'm in, I've made it. I mean, there's definitely, like, you know, I'm anxious to get to that next tier of, of. uh you know, people that, that are getting plugged into shows and movies, because uh, I got buddies oh, yeah, like yeah. that, and, you know, that I came up with, and they were a little ahead of me, and, and seeing that happen to them over the last few years. It's exciting, you know, you want to, when people start coming to you being like, yeah, I really like what you're doing, like, we've got this part that you'd be great for instead of going in and introducing yourself to, uh, to them, because that's, that's that's what a lot of it is for a while. It's, you know. Cool. Positioning well, uh, and build, building fans in the casting community, and and just killing it every time, and then and then hoping that uh, luck is on your side that one time, and you can snap the job up, and and hopefully that you know uh, you know translates into more jobs.
1: Yeah, and, uh, there you go.
0: Yeah, man. I mean, ultimately, I like that my own breakfast cereal. So I yeah. think that's every action. <laughs> there you, so go. you want to get so famous that you get a doll or a shoe? Oh
1: yeah, yeah. Uh, a action figure. or you know
0: maybe. Yeah. Live action figure, yeah, okay. like you'd you know, you'd pull a, my I think you'd pull the string of my toy and it would be like, you know, probably just me be talking in a thick Tony Dan's accent or a, <laughs> or uh, impersonating my uh that girl talking to my friend again. There you and, go. Uh, All
1: right, yeah. Matt, well before I let I don't you know, go man,
0: everybody every, everybody fantasizes about that shit with oh, yeah, you know, millions of dollars what you would get. i whether it's uh it would be like a, I mean, I know I'd want like a, a game room with like pop shop basketball and like shuffleboard and all that shit. There
1: you go. You know, yeah. why not? All right, man, before I let you go, if you could do a liner for me real quick, that'd be super. Anything along the lines of, hi, this is Adam Ray and you're listening to PF's tape recorder, that'd be super. Yeah,
0: yeah, wait, is it, so it's PF tape recorder? Yep. PF tape recorder. PF tape right? recorder.
1: Possessive, yeah, PF tape, oh, tape recorder. I sound like I'm fucking 95 years old, all right. <laughs>
0: Hey everybody, this is Adam Ray, you're listening to PF Tape Recorder, uh, the best podcast this side of the Boston market in Old Town, Chicago. Um, you know what, maybe it's the best podcast on the planet, that's for you to decide, but you should definitely listen to it and check it out, um, because it's a great show, and, and, and that's, that's a pretty solid reason. How many other great shows are out there? Huh? Friends? That's not on the air anymore. So, there you go.
1: All right, man, brilliant. Um, so we'll see you in okay. Cincinnati this awesome. week. And, um, and, uh, Are
0: you going to be out for the shows?
1: Um, possibly. I'm not sure what our schedule is. I will be there um, Thursday next door at McClevy's. I do trivia after the comedy show at Go bananas, so I can stop by and say hi after the show. And Well,
0: dude, I mean, yeah, please remind me to do that because I love trivia. Play some trivia. Oh, yeah, show. definitely,
1: yeah. Then hopefully they, hopefully they promote it like uh, the MCU promotes it uh, when the show is... Uh, uh, starting. Yeah, over hopefully there.
0: He promotes it. Yeah, hopefully he promotes it uh, after the show and not people. before. Yeah, so same people. Yeah, same people. And leave it. So. And go. Oh, trivia. Well, yeah. shit. All right, man. a lot more entertaining than somebody else.
1: <laughs> now I'm sure How you. you uh, yeah, I think you'll do great here. I think you uh, you fit right into people's wheelhouse. There, at go bananas. So I think uh, this will be awesome. Perfect. All right, man. Well, thanks for taking the time today. Enjoy the rest of Chicago. to do it. Thanks again to Adam Ray for being on the show. Check out all our friends across the internet. Ross Rants over at rossrants.com. The Big Pretty Podcast at bigprettypodcast.com, I believe it is. Look it up in any search engine. Uh, see Magic Potion, which of course is Dan Koble and uh, Logan's podcast. Uh, Surfing for Aliens, they've been very nice to us uh, promoting our show on their show. Check them out as well. We all have links to all this stuff on the Podbean website, pfradio.podbean.com. That is all for this week. Other than to say so long and thanks for listening.